I can't. I. It is the reason I see people the way I do. Yeah. When you, this is the true story. When you're not sure if your mother ever loved you, then anybody else loving you is a debate. It's a jump ball at best. Yeah. It's something I wish that I could accept, but I don't necessarily need. I could thrive. And that and that that's 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 horrible to the people around you. What's going on, everybody? My name is Mel, and welcome to Life Culture by Mel. Here at Life Culture by Mel, we speak truth. I'm not talking about your truth. I'm not talking about my truth. But we talk about the Lord's truth. The word, the will, and the ways of God is what we speak here. And you're more than welcome to hit that subscribe button if it's your first time watching. Or if you've been watching, haven't subscribed yet, feel free to hit that subscribe button. Along with that, hit that notification bell. Everyone hit that like button for me. Hit me in the comment section. Let me know what you think about this amazing topic. And share this with at least one person. Matter of fact, share it with everyone you know. Because there's someone that you know. Someone that someone else knows that can relate to this topic. And we want to get this in the hands of anyone that's in need. So be sure to share this with everyone you know. If you have been in a toxic relationship with a family member, a friend, a loved one, acquaintance, and you really want to break free from them, you've really been wanting to cut them off for a while, you're feeling pressure from others to maintain this relationship. Or based on your religion or your belief system, it may seem ungodly to cut this family member off. If this is your situation, you want to be sure to stick to the end of this video because I have a word for you that's going to free you from them forever. It's going to give you the ability, it's going to give you everything you need to know to actually cut them off. Whether that be permanently or temporarily, you will be able to cut them off and effectively move on. But before we get into that guys, I have a video that I want to share with you you saw the title, D.L. Hughesley talks about how he cuts his mother off. How he's seen some habits in his mother that he no longer wants to be a part of. Let's get into that video. Family where like my, my mom had the more stable job, my dad had his own company and his money would always be going up and down and there's always be fights. And there was sort of a respect thing that wasn't quite there. Up to the point of him dying. Like the amount of disrespect that I saw my mom give my dad during his final months on this earth is the reason why we don't have a relationship. Do you know that that's, you, you're telling my story right now? Really? My father died. Yesterday was his birthday. Yeah. My father died. And the way that my mother treated my father, I go to see my mother uh, in earlier, in January of this year. My mother is at a hospital in a rich white area, in a bed by herself. My father died and left her everything. She has her bills paid off. She has money in the bank that they never would have had. And the way she treated him makes me not be able to see her. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me interrupt and interject just for a moment. I want to put this disclaimer out here, a full disclaimer. I'm going to talk about the relationships between mothers and their children today. And although I may speak in general in this video, I'm also going to speak specifically to my situation with my relationship with my mother or lack thereof. And for anyone that may come in this comment section or may see this video and may say, well, that's flat out disrespectful to your mother. That's flat out wrong for you to degrade your mother. She had you. You only have one mother. I would ask you to hold your horses on that and and truly understand that each dynamic, each relationship between a mother and their child is completely different. And by all means, I will not be disparaging my mother whatsoever. However, I will be telling the truth. And the only people who hate truth are liars. The only people that want 
truth to not be told are those who are trying to spin a narrative or those who are trying to be something that there are not. And at the end of the day, truth reigns. And the purpose of this channel is to speak truth. I'm not trying to eliminate anyone else's perspective, but the truth is what the truth is. As you hear, ladies and gentlemen, Vlad TV and D.L. Hughesley is expressing what has happened between their now dead fathers and their mothers. How their mothers had badly treated their fathers for years, even up until their death. And they're lamenting about the way they refuse to be around their mothers now based on the way they treated their fathers. There's so many of you right now that's watching this video that has that same story. I know I have that same story. For years, I watched my mother mistreat my father, mistreat him to the core. I had a first-hand view, a front-row seat to a man being emasculated for 30 years. And my dad, even to this day, still takes the high road. Was he a perfect man? Did he make several mistakes? He definitely made several mistakes. He definitely was not a perfect man. But I would venture to say that no one deserves the day-in, day-out treatment that my father received by the hands of my mother. Now, that, that isn't... Uh, it me, makes me... You go through the same thing right It now. makes yeah. me see her. Yeah. I, I don't want to be angry with you, but I watched this man give you everything and you yeah. didn't... Or, from my estimation, yeah. I will never see you... And then, and then you cried when he died and it was so insulted to me. I, I can't yeah. reconcile it in my mind. Yeah, I don't even call her mom anymore. I call her Olive. Well, I have to call you know him. what I mean? Because I don't, yeah, I mean, listen, I remember this one time my dad was in the hospital and he told me how my mother came in with these stack of bills, medical bills that stressed him out so bad that he tried to get out of his bed. And once we looked into it, they weren't even bills. The insurance covered everything. But she brought this to him during his final days to mess with him to the point where he tried to get out of bed and he has Parkinson's. You know what I'm saying? So you, it, it was... He knew what... It was so what, ugly that... Uh, yeah. When my father was... Obsessed uh, me just talking about it. He was in Little Company of Mary. He was, he was sick. There is he is. But I was born to him. I was born to him. When my father was sick in, in, in the hospital, there wasn't even Little Company of Mary. My mother, my sisters were fighting, were fighting with the doctors about the treatment my father would get. Yeah. And my mother said, they shouldn't be able to talk to him. They're not his real kids anyway. And he heard them, he heard her say it. It broke my fucking heart for him. How many men have to continue to receive this treatment for people to start to really understand that there are toxic women in this world? And every day in America, women prove more and more how much they believe that men are better than them. How much they believe that men are stronger, not just from a physical standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint, are stronger than them. How is that? Because the amount of pressure that women put onto men, the amount of vitriol that men have to go through by the hands of women, only for people to turn around and say, well, you should have known that before you got with her. No matter what the woman does, to the point of killing him, a woman can come back and still be the victim. The man can still be turned into the villain. No matter how he treated her as a queen, as Vlad and DL is describing how their dads did their mothers, sole providers, giving the moms the lifestyle that they can imagine for, but 
without even having to work, still to their on their deathbed, disrespected them. But a woman would still turn around and say something that points this woman as the victim. The Bible clearly says that the woman is the weaker vessel. And American women and American culture completely agrees with that to this day. No matter how much y'all want to shout, I am woman, hear me roar. No matter how you want to tout independent woman, no matter how much you want to tout I'm a survivor, no matter how much you want to tout all these mantra, the root of it is you truly believe men are better than you. That vigor that you have, that loud voice that you have is actually an insecurity complex. Yeah, you're insecure for who you know men really are. So you have to destroy his life. You have to minimize him. You have to make him feel like he's nothing in order to build yourself up. Am I saying all women? No. But there's a large segment of women out there that are just like these women and they're just like my mother. And how can you really blame them fully? You have to place some of the blame on those men. People only treat you how you allow them to treat you. So at the end of the day, those men are culpable, so to speak, and had a responsibility to put their foot down and not allow those women to treat them that way. I can't, I, it is the reason I see people the way I do. Yeah. When you, this is the true story. When you're not sure if your mother ever loved you, then anybody else loving you is a debate. It's a jump ball at best. Yeah. It's something I wish that I could accept, but I don't necessarily need. I could thrive. And that, and that, that's, that's, that's horrible to the people around you. When you, when you see, a man, like I hold him here, that's by far the most powerful thing that DL said during this video. When you're not sure if your mother ever truly loved you, it paints the picture of how you deal with others. I was recently sitting with a group of friends of mine and we were discussing trusting new friends. You know, there's three type of people in this world. You have people who trust a little bit too much. You have people who don't trust at all. And then you have those people that have a healthy level of trust. Now the two friends I was sitting with, all three of us, fit one of those categories, I'm the guy who don't trust at all. I start with no trust for you, and over time, I begin to gradually trust you, but it takes a lot. And during that conversation, it actually dawned on me where this came from. When the woman that birthed you is also simultaneously the most untrustworthy person you've ever met, well, that definitely sets the precedent of how you deal with others going forward. That sets the precedent of how you view the world. So unfortunately, meeting me has been an uphill battle for everyone, but especially for the women that I've dated, including my wife. And I believe I've experienced a great deal and high level of healing in my life. However, when we first were married, it took me several months, took me a little while to fully engage in the trust aspect and fully give my all to her regarding trust. Up until that point, there was still an aspect of me that needed her to show me actions that line up with the things that she was saying. I wanted to believe her, but there's a large part of me that couldn't believe her until I saw it. But I'm severely grateful for a patient woman, a woman that understood the journey I had been on with women, including my mother. She had complete faith in God, had complete faith in me that I would get over that hump, and now we smooth sailing with that trust, baby. I'm proud to say I fully trust this woman like I have never trusted a woman in my life. But you can hear the pain in DL's voice. You can hear the pain in Vlad TV's voice. This is true. These men have to see the men that they look at as their heroes. The person that they gained their courage from. The person they gained their integrity from. The person they gained their confidence from. They had to look at this man and be all that to the world, but could not exemplify that inside his own home. How do you recover from that as a child? How do you look at that as a child and reconcile 
that that's not who my father is? How do you not produce that in the future? How do you not carry on that generational curse of allowing women to run all over you? I'll tell you how you do that. You do exactly what DL, Vlad, and myself have done. You have to cut your mother off. Not for the sake of cutting them off, but for the sake of your peace. And here's exactly how you do that. Remember I said at the beginning, if you are someone who's been struggling to cut a family member off, to cut a loved one off, you feel like this is a toxic relationship, if this is a bad boyfriend-girlfriend, you would have been cut them off. Because your peace matters way more than what that relationship means. So why don't we apply that to blood relatives? Why don't we apply that to loved ones? It's the exact same concept. I know that may be hard for you. There may be some outside entities that's interfering with you making that decision. So your boy Mel is here to help you. How did I make that decision? And how can you make that decision? So first off, there's a couple of realizations that we need to have. The first one is this truth. A lot of our mothers have taught us to idolize them. Woo, that's some powerful stuff. I know you felt that energy right there. You just got a truth that you probably never heard before. Your mother more than likely taught you to idolize her. That's right, an idol. That's the second commandment, ladies and gentlemen. We should not worship any idols. Here's a note I saw in a commentary recently. It says, the greatest danger of idolatry does not come from what is bad, but it comes from what is good. And what is good is family, loved ones, a loving relationship. We can idolize a lot of things that seem like it's a good thing. But ultimately, if we are putting that above God, we're completely against the will of God. So that's how you narrow down if this is someone you keep in your life or not. If the things in their lifestyle or the things they are asking you to do or to be a part of directly opposes the will of God, directly opposes the word of God, directly opposes the ways of God, it's time to go. It's time to cut them off. If they're asking you to lie, they ask you to participate in things that you know separates you from God, they're asking you to do anything that directly opposes God, it's time for you to go. You don't believe me. You could check out Matthew 12, verses 46 through 50. You will see a story of Jesus standing out talking to people, more than likely telling them about God. And all of a sudden, some disciples came up to him and say, man, your mom and your brothers are sad, waiting for you. They need you right now. Jesus said, man, who is my mother? Who is my brother? I don't know what y'all talking about. They say, yeah, them right there. That's your brother and your mama. You know, y'all look alike. There they go right there. So in response to that, Jesus said, look, these people here, these are my brothers. These are my mother. My true brother, my true sisters, my true family are those who do the will of my father in heaven. So at some point, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to make a decision. At some point, when you are serving Christ and you're living for God, you have to make a decision. And sometimes the dividing line between what's right and what's wrong What's good and what's bad? That line actually going to run through your family. It's going to take you to a place where you have to decide, hey, I know we blood. I know we got the same last name. I know we got the same daddy. But that don't matter. At the end of the day, I'm living for God. I'm not living for family. Now, a lot of you may be staying for this infamous statement that people make all the time regarding family issues. I just want to keep the peace. I don't want to make nobody upset. I don't want people to be mad at me. If you love somebody, you'll keep going through it. No matter how bad it is, you'll keep going through it. I think Jesus disagrees with you. Let me prove it in scripture. In Matthew 10, verse 34 through 37, you will find Jesus saying this. Don't think that I came to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. I have come so that a son will be against his father, 
A daughter will be against her mother. A daughter-in-law will be against her mother-in-law. A person's enemies will be members of his own family. A person's enemies will be members of his own family. Now, this is for Christ's sake. For Christ's sake. This is for God's sake. Essentially, if it means that you have to give up family in order to follow God, so be it. And by following God, I mean everything regarding the ways, the word, and the will of God. If that family member is not following that, you're well within your rights to cut them off. Show them these scriptures. They argue with you, show them the word. Because my favorite part is actually verse 37. It says, those who love their father or mother more than they love me are not worthy to be my followers. Those who love their son or daughter more than they love me are not worthy to be my followers. And this last part I want to give you guys is... Something that the Lord gave me and I want to share with you. And, and hopefully this bring peace to anyone that's married right now. If you notice in the scriptures I read so far, it mentions so many relationships. Mother, father, son, daughter, mother-in-law, daughter-in-law. One relationship it did not mention is between spouse, husband, and wife. I've been reading the Bible for a long time in my life and I have yet to discover a scripture that encourages married people to choose the work of God over their spouse. The way I view my life and I hope... Most Christians view it this way. If you're married, God is number one in your life, but your spouse is number two, and everything else falls under that, including the work of God. There's a distinct difference between God and the work of God. Our spouse comes before the work of God. Our spouse is the most important relationship on earth. Everyone can be cut off for Christ's sake except our spouse. Why is that? Because Christ would never ask us to cut off our spouse. Just want to make that point crystal clear. That's how important the Lord sees our marriage. But regarding all the other relationships, including the relationship with your mother, if they are asking you to do things that are outside the will of God, it's perfectly fine. It is perfectly okay for you to cut them off. Thus said the Lord. Let's go.